Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was fantastic. You know why? Because we've got a lot of love in the studio. Ladies and gentlemen, with you on this episode, I am Rohit Rohila. And your man, Kyle Reed. And then with us also, the man who does all the show notes, does a fantastic job, always working really hard for us, does such an amazing job. (laughs) Are you done? Are you done? Come on, Kyle. And then we have our main man over here operating the editing board today. He is known for creating some of the fantastic stuff that you are seeing on Instagram.com slash GYST podcast. The Anglo-Saxon sensation. <laughs> Our man. Your man. Everybody's man. Pirate legend Glenn Rumsey. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, thanks, audience, for letting us have a little bit of fun there. Uh, ready to dive in, Kyle? Because I'm excited about this one. I don't know if you could tell. Let's do it. Okay. That was probably really loud. I just yeah, realized that. Just My bad, y'all. Right My bad, y'all. Um... Episode 124, How Simple Decisions Become Habits. What I really like this one is we all have bad habits that we've identified in ourselves, right? I need to eat better. I need to save more. I need to do this. I need to do that. The thing is, we don't decide that one day. It's not like I just woke up and said, you know what? I think I'm just going to vacuum my house once a month now. It's not something that we decide. It's simple stuff that leads us down that path. So maybe it's Sunday and I decide, you know what? I'm just too tired. I'm not going to vacuum today. I didn't have too many people over. It's not that dirty. I'm going to give it two weeks. And sure enough, the second week you vacuum, no problem whatsoever. Well, what that does is now it's starting the snowball to to roll downhill. And what's going to happen is the next time that you're facing those same circumstances, where you're not really quite sure if you want to or not. You could be like, well, I did it that one time. I don't see cockroaches around here. And so you skip again. And now, without realizing it, you set yourself in place to where that's becoming a habit of yours. And so today's episode is all about how simple decisions become habits, how to identify them, things that Kyle and I have done that, you know, our bad habits and, and maybe trying to identify where they came from because that's the thing that we want you guys to know is we are learning this stuff as we go along ourselves which is why it's so easy for our listeners to relate to us because we are vulnerable we're open about the things that we are working on ourselves so with that Kyle what are some of your thoughts before we really dive into this man I, I really like this habit I habit my goodness gracious this topic <laughs> thank you that's a habit right um i really like this i really like these this topic and the idea of this topic i, I got it from um pastor Stephen furtick he it was in one of the sermons he discussed how choices become your habits and your habits become your identity and if you're not careful whatever choices you make will again uh, eventually become your identity whether they be negative or positive they can create resentment and it it breeds a lot of um a lot of emotions i think either one way or the other whether that be negative or positive so i'm i'm pretty excited for it that's for sure 
Yeah. Well, let's let's dive in. I think before we really address like some of the underlying issues that, that you and I have identified, mm-hmm. it's all about simple decisions becoming habits. Can can you kind of walk us through that? Like when when you came across that from Stephen Verdick, mm-hmm. what was it about that that spoke with you? Why was it so powerful for you? And mm. when you thought about making that into a topic for today, yeah. What were some of the points that you thought our audience could help identify with? The fact that everybody has the power to make a decision, no matter what it is, right? If we are suffering with who we are or or whatever our identity is, the fact of the matter is it all starts with one simple decision. Just one. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all it takes. You can drastically change who you are as a person by making one decision. Can, can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. Uh, what is a decision? Ooh. A decision is a choice. A decision is telling yourself, potentially others as well, that you are going to do something no matter what it is. You come to a fork in the road, you choose. Mm-hmm. Decision is left or right up or down, straight, forward, or backward. I think there's no better way to put it than it's a choice. It's up to you. It's something you get to make and you get to own. Do you think it's it's okay to say whether it's a conscious or unconscious? Decision? Yeah. I think that gets to another level of it. Yeah, because I think at that point it's not a decision anymore. It's a habit. Okay, okay. So I you're saying one leads to the other. Yeah, that, that's what that that's my take on it anyway. Okay. I think that if we're talking unconscious decisions, subconscious decisions, those are not decisions anymore. Those are habits. Got it. Those are programs mm-hmm. that we call right. So that's that's what I would say. Okay. One of the things that I thought of when when we were talking about this episode was a quote by Archimedes. He said, give me a lever long enough and a fulcrum on which to place it, and I shall move the world. And what I like about that is, first off, it's 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 hitting my geek side, because I'm, I'm a science nerd. <laughs> and so, sure enough, I mean, you could lift the earth with just your pinky. You just need a lever and a fulcrum long enough. So maybe it reaches out to Neptune or something like that, you know? <laughs> but you could do it. And what I like about that is one of the things I talk about in, in my seminars is the growing forward model. Everybody thinks you need to make this huge declaration of from this point on, my life is changing. From this point on, my life is going in a completely different direction. And I'm going to take the actions needed to get there. I'm going to say, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. Because uh, now let me ask you a, a couple questions and, and then I'll follow back around. Mm-hmm. Should you be eating healthier? Yes. Okay. Should you be saving more money? Yes. Okay. So right now you've identified two of the biggest things that people say are holding them back. Mm-hmm. Everyone says I should eat healthier and I should save more money. The information on how to do both is there. Oh, a, an abundance of information on those things. You go to Barnes & Noble right now, and it's packed with how-tos. Mm-hmm. 
Now let me ask you a different question. You've heard of the internet? <laughs> you don't even have to go anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. Um, next question. Next question. How long have you known that you need to eat healthy? Five, Ooh, ten years? Is, is That's a good question. I mean, I feel like that ideal is instilled in you very young, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a conscious choice at that point. It's just something you know that you should be doing. Just like you know that you should save money. That you know that you should go to school. Mm-hmm. Things of that nature. So I think that's a challenging question. So so we know that we should be doing this stuff. And, and what I really liked about what you just said is you used the word should. That just means that you are aware of what you need to be doing. Mm-hmm. You're just not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And what I like about this is everyone says those two things. They should eat healthier and they should save more money. If we're all saying the same thing, how come we're not doing it? How come everybody says those are the, the limiting things? It's because they become habits a little at a time. If What did you have for lunch today? I had a quarter pounder with cheese, no onions. Okay. Walk us through your conversation that you had with, with the podcast crew downstairs. Oh, yeah, earlier today? Because that's that's very powerful. Man, so it, it is. It's huge, right? So today, we were supposed to do podcast lunch, right? I, I purposefully did not pack a lunch today because of podcast lunch. Um, when I finally got caught up with the messages, realized where you guys were going, I was like, no, that's too close of a call for me. I recently found out about the McDonald's app. My goodness, let me tell you what. I don't think I've been excited to go to McDonald's in like 30 years. There's a promotion on the McDonald's app right now. You can get any sandwich at McDonald's for $1. With There's like some exception or whatever. But I got a quarter pound of cheese for a buck. So for me, the amount of time that it, that it took was very minimal. It was extremely convenient. And the cost was huge. You know, Emily and I just discussed she spent $8 on some cafe sandwich that she didn't even like. $8 for a fucking sandwich. $8 a day in a week? 40 bucks a week. It's ridiculous, right? I spent a dollar. I was excited as hell about that dollar. That was the best $1 cheeseburger I ever had in my damn life. Now, I missed out on lunch with you guys, but what it gave me was an additional probably $12 to $15 in my pocket for that day alone and more time to catch up because I was out of office yesterday. So it was a little bit, a little bit challenging for me. So... um I was stoked. I can't remember last time I was stoked to eat McDonald's, and I was super pumped. It was huge. Yeah. And what you talked about was it's it's the little things, right? Mm-hmm. And so packing lunch, let's say one day you don't pack your lunch, and you're like, I'll just go across the street and get, get McDonald's real quick. Now you started that snowball effect. Yeah. And so next week, you know, oh, I forgot it again, you know. And you think about the benefits, Everything has a benefit and a price associated with it. Oh, yeah. But we only think Cost about the benefit. Cost-benefit analysis. Yeah. And we only think about the benefit. You know, yeah, What you saved a ton of money. You saved a ton of time. Not just prepping the meal, but you just go across the street, pick up the burger, and eat it at your desk. There's yeah. a lot of benefits to it. And what's that doing is that's reaffirming that you made the right decision. The decision leads to the habit. Mm-hmm. And now, son, before you know it, McDonald's every day. A couple days more. Yeah. And so, how does it affect our health and our savings? Same thing. That double cheeseburger today is not going to kill you. Mm. That double cheeseburger, if you ate it every single day for a month, mm, you know, 
you're probably not going to be feeling the best, maybe a little sluggish, but it's not going to do anything. You eat that double, uh, you eat that uh, quarter pounder PC, every day for, for a year. Now, all of a sudden, something's going on. Now I can make a documentary on it. Time to alert the sirens. Yeah. Your blood pressure is rising, all that kind of stuff. And that's the biggest thing is what, what I would suggest to the audience is if you are not happy about something. Let's say you're not happy about your health, about your weight, about your eating habits. If you're not happy about the amount of money in your bank account, if you feel like you should be saving more, if you are not taking a look at all the ways that you're spending money, which goes back to our fantastic episode 122 on spending money irresponsibly, take a look at where these habits started because they started at some place. So for example, I can tell you, I have so much money going out that I don't look at bills anymore because it's so convenient just to be on everything automatic. And it wasn't until I was talking to you and you're like, bro, I just realized I had two gym memberships. Bro. Right? Yep. I got the return finally on that, on LA Fitness. <laughs> they refunded me because they had charged me already. I was like, no, no. Mm. Mm. Give me that goddamn thirty two ninety eight back. But it's, it's little things that, that at the time don't make that much of a difference. Mm-hmm. But if you make that slight adjustment, and the truth can be said the other way around. If you, if you are the kind of person that goes to McDonald's five days a week, and we're not just saying McDonald's. Let's just whatever. say you go out, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I was doing that when I was working with all of you guys. Uh, who was the one person reaching out to to everyone Rohit Rohila. Let's go get lunch. Let's go. Where are we going? To Ezel's. Let's go to Taco Bell. Right. Oh, so and so said they've never had this. We're yeah. all going to go. And it, it wasn't just a, oh, I kind of feel like going out today. Let me do it. No, it's part of my routine. We would go to lunch at 11. Uh, and about 1045, I'd send the email. Okay, where do you guys want to go? Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, towards towards my time when, when I was getting ready to leave that place, instead, I started just sitting at my desk watching YouTube videos. Let, let, let me rephrase. Watching like TED Talk videos. Yeah. Or, or Tony Robbins <laughs> you, videos. You weren't watching fight video after fight video. Yeah. It was intentional YouTube watching. Intentional. And it was just a, a small change. That has led to such a drastic difference. So let's rewind. What what led you to that change? What led you to that decision? Oh, that's good. I think... Because that, I think, is what's important. How do we identify that? There, there were a couple things. One, a lot of people started saying... So for me, I wasn't thinking about the money. I was thinking about the enjoyment of sharing an experience with my friends. But people start saying, you know, I can't afford to go out to lunch every day or, or, you know, and what that did was that made me question my habit because up until that point, I had never questioned it. Mm-hmm. Once I started challenging my beliefs and I started realizing, okay, if I say I don't have a time, if I say I don't have an hour to give towards personal improvement, but yet I'm going out for lunch every day for an hour. There's that hour. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like I, I missed hanging out with, with everyone. But we would get together for coffee and, and it didn't impact the friendships. Mm-hmm. But now I am spending that time productively. And you replace that lost time with another time of the day. Yeah. And so that's 
that's where it's powerful for me. So if, if you have habits that you don't like or current situations that you don't like, challenge them. Find out where they came from. So it sounds, and, and this is another challenge. It sounds like this was almost 100% reactive. You analyzed your decision making process due to others' inavailability, unavailability. And had that not happened, you might still be going to lunch. Every I'd day. still be going to lunch. Yeah. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. That's huge. It's and, and that, I think, is what's even more challenging because someone like you or myself, it still takes outside influence. Mm. Unbeknownst to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely true. How, how do we convince our listeners to do that on their own accord when it's challenging for us? I wrote down a couple of questions because I don't have the answers either. Mm. How many decisions did you make today? Oh, there's there's some stat out there that I wish I, I knew off the top of my head where we make like, I think it's like hundreds of decisions every single day. And we don't even realize it. We don't, we don't even, even think it. about it. It's this autopilot. Right? So now that that question's been asked, I, I wrote it down and I realized that's a really hard question to answer because I don't even know. I can't quantify that. The next question you ask yourself is, how many questions were you asked? It, it, if you're asked a question, mm-hmm. you make a decision. Would you agree? One more time. How many questions were you asked? And the follow-up to that is because if you're asked a question, mm-hmm. you're forced to make a decision. Would you agree? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You just made a decision. Oh, you got me there. That's how you work. <laughs> right. And, and then a kind of a follow-up to that is how many choices did you have today? So maybe not every time you made a decision was a result of a question that was asked of you, but did you have a choice today? Mm-hmm. How many of those choices did you have? So it's really hard to quantify the number of decisions that we make, but those are a couple of questions that I thought we could ask ourselves that could help us lead to some of those simple decisions that are creating those habits. Once we get over that, then we can realize the decisions that we used to make that have already became habits that we don't even see today. Yeah. We have no clue. Because we're not seeing the cumulative effect of that decision. Absolutely not. You said, I'm the one that shows up right on time at 6 o'clock and not a moment early. Uh-huh. Right right on time sounds good, but let's be real. If I was here earlier, we could get a few other things done even sooner and start recording early, right? But I wasn't here. And I wasn't here because it's a habit I created based on past decisions I made. Today when I was at work, I was conscious of this, but I wasn't conscious of it in the sense we're talking about it now. I was out yesterday, I was behind quite a bit, doing a lot of shit to keep up with stuff that came in yesterday and requests that came in today. I looked at my laptop and I said, damn, it's 5.48. Okay, if I hurry up and leave now, I can get there right on time. Mm. I didn't even realize what I did. I don't even consider coming in earlier than 6 o'clock anymore. That's not even a decision I make anymore. It's been made for me because now it's a habit. I know that on Tuesdays, I can work until 5.45. Yeah. Because that affords me the ability to leave a little bit early on Wednesday. Since I'm coming here anyway to do podcast at 6. Mm. So I exploit that. And that's, it, it's built in now. Mm-hmm. I don't even think about it. It's not a conscious decision anymore. 
But before I can even get there, I think we have to ask these questions. Just like the lunch thing with you. Mm-hmm. You went in a completely positive direction and you were forced to analyze what you're doing with your time on lunch. But it got there because of others' choices not to go. Or their inability to go. And, and what's interesting is we won't ask ourselves tough questions or we will get frustrated at other people when really all we're doing is holding up a mirror. So for example, my, my uh, family lives in Lacey, which is you know probably about 40 minutes away from me. 40 minutes to, to 50 minutes, depending on the I was going to say, it's definitely longer than that. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> and there are times when, when I go down there for the weekend. And I used to kind of, kind of not want to go. Because I'm like, okay, if, if I'm there for two days, I won't be able to get any work done. You know, I'll, I'll be hanging out with my dad or my sister or, or playing around with the puppy or, you know, just whatever. I'll, I'll be busy doing stuff. And it was almost like an inconvenience. Because mm. I was taking a look and I was like, okay, I, I have to go down there. Have to see my family. You don't get to. You have to. And, and I'm thinking about all the things I could be doing instead Wow, well, two days of, of nothing but work? I could get so much done. And then what happened was I would be like, okay, I'll go down. And I would pack everything. I would overpack. I'd bring my Surface. I'd bring all these books, all these notebooks. I'm like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do work over there. I don't want any lost productivity. And what happened is I would ha- go down there with resentment. And who was I really resenting? It, it wasn't them. It was myself for placing myself in that situation. Instead of watching TV at home, had I spent two extra hours working on my stuff, now all of a sudden going down there isn't that big of a deal. So I wasn't really upset at the fact that I had to go down there. I was upset at myself for allowing myself to be reactive instead of proactive. You physically packaged your resentment. Yeah. And brought it down there. And I can tell you that the last two times that I went down there, I didn't bring anything. I didn't bring any notebooks or or anything like that. And I think we all had a better time because of it. I was in a negative space myself, and it was being manifested. And others were picking up on that negative. So, I mean, audience, when we say there's power in this stuff, there, there is. What are the habits that you have right now that, that aren't serving you? And better yet, how is it affecting other people? One of the episodes that we did on escapism, 115, for me will always be so powerful when you were talking about going to bed and you disrupting your habit of oh. going to bed with your cell phone. And then seeing other people who had that habit and almost having a little bit of resentment. Yeah. It was tough. It was huge. It was hard to identify it initially. It was uh, it was such an ingrained habit. It was, it was previous decisions I had made that I didn't even realize I still had power of those decisions anymore because they had become habits. And I think that is key. It was realizing you still have 
the power to make those decisions, no matter how they feel. Huge. Huge. This episode, I feel, has the potential to go down as one of the most powerful ones for us. And, and I think for the audience members, too, who ask themselves the tough questions. The, the thing I, I say at the beginning of a seminar is there's going to be some of you guys who agree with everything that I'm saying. Take notes on everything because the stuff that you don't agree with me on, circle that, highlight it, star it, put arrows pointing in that direction. Because if I'm saying something that doesn't go along with your beliefs, that's the stuff you need to pay attention to. Challenge it. Defend yourself or open yourself. Because it's only once we challenge our beliefs, our habits, our decisions, our way of thinking that we grow. Otherwise, it's just autopilot. And that's what a habit is. Yeah, It's autopilot. You and I have both said every other Tuesday is recording day. It's ingrained in our schedule. Yeah, We don't even think about it. Someone's like, hey, are you busy that day? Like, do you want to go do something? That's recording nope. day. Podcast. That's the habit that we've created, which is a positive habit. And then you identified... Um, you come here right at six, the time when we said you need to be here at the latest by. That's a habit that I don't know how you've identified as a mm -hmm. negative or a positive, but nonetheless, you've created that habit. Yeah. I would say, too, along with that, it almost goes along the lines of the way you created a negative habit of going to visit family. Well, it's not a negative habit, but yeah. you viewed it negative. If I did the same thing with podcasts, oh, I, I have to go to podcast that night. If I use that language to others who said, hey, Kyle, you want to go do this after work? Oh, no, I, I have to go to podcast. Oh, 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 man, what am I doing? What am I packaging up to bring to this studio every other Tuesday if I begin that kind of language? You're coming here with negativity. It's huge. It's huge. I wrote something down. I want to mention it before we close, before I forget. Um, it takes, on average, 66 days to create a new habit, contrary to the popular belief of 21 days. Now, if you want to do something like drink a glass of water every morning, cool, whatever, 21 days. But if you want to do, if you want to make a real habit, it takes, on average, 66 days to create a real meaningful impactful habit whether that habit has positive or negative impacts so i would say two things one it's a marathon not a sprint if you're looking to affect positive change it's going to take time you got to be patient and you got to realize that every small decision makes a huge huge difference just like the saying every penny counts every penny is a decision you can make secondly i would say it's never too late if you think you're going on the wrong path, take 66 days to create a habit. You can always turn that ship around. It's always light at the end of the tunnel. I know that sounds corny and cliche, but it's so true. It's so true. Um, coming from somebody 
who has dealt with um, family members dealing with addiction, I still have belief that everyone has a choice they can make. And you can always turn the ship around. And that is how simple decisions become habits. For better or worse, man. Take inventory of your life. Oh, yeah. That's huge. We talked about that recently, too. Yeah. The more you do that, the more you get your life on paper, takes the emotion out of it. And you're going to see your habits just pop out. And then work backwards. When did you start developing them? What was the the simple errors and judgment that you were making that led you down this erroneous path? It doesn't have to be your identity, right? You can always change it. Redefine who you are. I like it. Bam! Copyright GYST Podcast. Mic dropped. Well, I think that's it. I don't got nothing else to add. Yeah, I like it. We're done. Done. All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.